0: welcome back to 88.3 wgt's after further review i forgot i gotta pile myself up and turn on the 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 mic that that rich flex 21 can you do something for me david can you do something for me got this new segment with uh the the nfl combines thoughts david's mock draft top six doesn't include doesn't really incorporate trades. We had two great segments earlier talking about baseball and the dead buyer. Very rarely do we talk about baseball in 88.3 WSGTs after further review, or we're talking a little about the sickness of pipping kids. If you missed those two segments, make sure you check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud, uh, 88.3 WHUT's after further review. As I say all the time, it's uh, a picture of Frank Bashner and the horse's head as i said before he uh, made a bet he had to put the horse's head on we took a picture of it i kind of want to put another picture up there but i mean it's just how our show is with uh frank basher and, and it brings you in because you know he's always bringing in that rich flex for you frank's not in the studio he has no voice uh actually his basketball team he helps coach the bedford kicking mules has had one of their best seasons in a long long time and uh you know how Frank gets, he's a little overly excited. I think he got overly excited in one of the games and uh, just doesn't have a voice. So uh, it's just me and David rolling today. And uh, David, go ahead. Your thoughts on the Underwear Olympics.
2: Yeah, like, you know, like Dan, the man Campbell said, you know, I'd rather pay attention to what happens on tape and like actual real-time games instead of running around in your underwear and socks and doing all these drills because that really Like anyone can kill a drill, it's a lot different when you're going up against, you know, top-tier elite talent, and particularly at the next level, grown men. Um, But we do learn a couple things. They're all the storylines, obviously coming in. It's like how big is just you know, or how big is how big is Bryce Young? Like everyone was worried about his height, his size. Is he quote unquote going to be? In that Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, kind of Drew Brees under six foot. So do we take a chance on him? Is it going to be taller than expected? We saw what Bryce Young could do on the field. And that's all that matters. Um, For those that care about his combine statistics, you can go on between NFL and CBS Sports and has combine stuff. What's yeah. the
0: what's the point of the of the combine? At first, I think, if I remember correctly, I did see a special. Wasn't it originally? I don't know. Was it the league or was it agents that came up with it to help certain players that maybe on film didn't show anything but had intangibles? Because then uh, originally the first combine it helped the guy move up and he wasn't really that good.
2: Yeah. Uh- yeah, I'm looking up the... Because I remember there was a special combine. on
0: ESPN where it was a guy that, you know, he had an okay college career. Then he went to the Combine and he did 225. He just was just bench pressing stuff. He had a great 40 time and it just skyrocketed him up the draft board. Yeah, it was kind of yeah,
2: something for physical and mental tests. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, Evaluating prospects in a centralized setting. Yeah. Um, So prior to 82, teams had to schedule individual visits with players to run through through drills and tests, and then Mm -hmm. um, the scouting organization. Yeah, for use to look at NFL draft prospects. Um, I'd have to do a little bit deeper deeper research into the history. But, yeah, it's essentially looking at – players the draft prospects that have completed seasons, um, figured out next level. I I understand it, you know. It gives the SBN something to talk about because possibly it gives the NFL network something to talk about because they're they're gonna find out right stuff to talk about regard. But yeah, it's one of those one of those things where does it help? Does it hurt? I mean, there are a lot of players that we see, particularly this year. Like, I'm not going to go to the Combine. I'll just do Pro Day um, where I'm in my quote-unquote element,
0: where I'm around my teammates. That's another thing. That's what people – sorry to cut you off. That's what people also talked about. It's like, what's the point of doing really the Combine, but then they go and do a Pro Day? Yes. It's almost like people say that it's kind of redundant. So,
2: yeah, for the most part, because you're essentially doing not the exact same drills, but you're doing similar drills, I guess, kind of a neutral side. But then again, is running in Indianapolis versus running in Tuscaloosa going to shave off a point zero one off your 40 time? Is it going to make you do, like maybe you don't slip in one of the position drills, but like we've seen in you know more recent years at pro days, People having devastating injuries that cost them to miss significant time in their draft year. Like, so injuries can happen whether at the combine. this can happen at combines or pro days. Yeah, like I would. I, I if I was a prospect, would I would I be like, oh, I got invited to the combine? knowing that it's an elite kind of opportunity and the only handout. A handful of these, sure. But at the same time, I'm going to be like, look, I appreciate this for the getting a chance to meet with coaches, which I think is the best aspect of the combine rather than the drills and stuff. It's coaches getting to know you one-on-one, getting to talk to you, getting to learn about you before they bring you in for, you know, kind of the drafts, workouts, individual stuff. But... Yeah, it draws ratings and gives CBS and NFL Networks something to talk about. Gives ESPN something to talk about. Gives all ten thousand mock draft people something to write about. Does so they have something for the stories?
0: Yeah. So I and I can't I can't find it, but it it, it did talk about how um, Dan Campbell in '99 he was a, a prospective uh, tight end. From Texas A&M and they talked about how since 1999 the combine has changed and he said to me it's more at this point just to be able to sit with these guys Campbell said which I, I do get you want to interview a guy and see how much do they love football is this something that you have a passion for and you're competitive and you want to contribute to the team or this is just something that you do on your free time and once again are you a clout chaser you don't want the clout chasers or the guys it's just something to do and then make get the paycheck. You want a guy that really eats, sleeps, breathes football and has a passion for it. That's the that's the guys that, that you want on the team. Those are the guys that are going to help you win. You know, those guys are going to help you build the culture, not the guys that, you know, this is something to do. You know, my parents forced me into the game or I've been doing this for a while and I guess I'm good at it. So I'll try it. But eh, whatever comes of it, comes of it um obviously they get the medical during the week i do understand that as well with the combine you need the medical records you know you got to get that um but for us to be able to do these formal interviews or informal to me is the biggest part of all this it's not even the working out portion to me you grade them off the tape you don't grade off somebody out here in pajamas running around in the 40 with no defender around or offender but the meetings are great the meetings are really pivotal all the other stuff whatever just tell me when to show up we'll get it done
2: Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. Like I don't think that they'll stop the combine just because it no. is such a a marketing money making one and two because it's helpful for coaches and front ownership staff to be able to kind of have this conversation and these this in depth one on one time well, it, with it's, these players. It's, it it, it, it so, yeah. it's
0: it, it keeps the NFL in your mouth. Think about it. Super Bowl just ended. Oh, NFL Combine, a couple weeks later. Then you'll talk about this for a couple weeks. and Then you'll talk about the draft in May. And then you'll talk about involuntary, or OTAs, you know, involuntary workouts in June. Oh, look at this, July, guess what? Training camp. Oh, August preseason. Then September, regular season. You go from September to February, talking about football. And then you restart the cycle all over again. NFL's not stupid. Think about it. The NFL is a year round thing. That's why they have the NFL Network, and that's why ESPN has their NFL shows. It's, it, it, you know, baseball, once baseball's over, what happens? It's over. Nobody talks about it. That's why I think it kind of loses fans. There's no storyline or drama to it. NFL, it's constant. Now, obviously, baseball, the, the baseball draft doesn't do much for people because a lot of those guys get picked aren't going to be immediate impacts was where whereas with football when you're especially in the first round you want somebody to be an immediate impact player Um, but other than that even basketball once the basketball season ends you don't really talk a lot about the NBA except you might talk about the draft the free agent period but there's like a cooling off period where there's like a dead period like August In the middle of September until training camp starts, there's a dead period. But if you ever notice in the NFL, there's never really a dead period.
2: Yeah, and I think part of that is the kind of strong connection between college football and the NFL. So Mm -hmm. we know as college football is going on, you know, NFL is going on, and then both season and national championship stuff has right in the playoffs. And because I think football does best to where. Like, we we know the names in college football a lot better than we do much of the other sports. So that when we come to combine and draft, it's like, oh, we've seen that guy. Versus how many times have we seen, like, how many names are we familiar with in the first round in the Major League Baseball draft? Mm -hmm. Unless you're a diehard baseball fan. Exactly. In college basketball. Unless, you know. Yeah. Like, not a a whole lot of. Unless you're a basketball fan, you're not going to know most of the names that are drafted first round.
0: And even at the Stars for baseball, they're going to be a year or two in the minors before you actually see them. Like Derek Jeter.
2: Yeah. So, like, you don't get a chance to see them right away.
0: Ken Griffey Jr., Alex Rodriguez, usually they spent maybe a half a year, year in the minors, and they finally came up. They're not immediate impact guys.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so football has this kind of way of being gear round, but then also the name recognition mm-hmm. helps. Like, oh, I just saw that guy a couple months ago. Build your brand. I remember him.
0: Build your brand through, which is which is hurting the NBA that these guys, you know, you don't want to go to college, which I get it. But really, you can build, look at Zion Williamson. He didn't build this brand through college and he's this mythical figure, but he's almost on the borderline of being a bust. Well, Think about
2: it. Yeah.
0: yeah. You know, you got guys out here that talk about especially this upcoming NBA draft where they're talking about players and they're they're playing for the G League Ignite. I don't know who the hell this kid is. Oh, well, he's got game. Well, I don't know that. And as I mentioned before, we talked about in the last segment with the rankings. Sometimes you might have to build your name up by going to college. And I think that's the one thing that, that helps with, with college football and with the NFL. The NFL knows that these guys go to college, they build their bodies, they build their brands up. And then once it gets to the league... You're already pre-packaged, and we can sell you, and it keeps the league going.
2: Yeah, you, yeah, you can't. But also, in, you know, football—you can't do one. You're not a one and done. Like, no, unless you're Derrick Henry and you're freaking nature. Mm-hmm. But even then, Derrick Henry need to scarily bulk up more at Alabama to be an NFL player. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, football does it in a way where. Yeah. It's, like you said, it's year round and they keep everyone engaged because there's always some storyline that players can, or fans can really attach and connect to. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, Combine's decent. As, as we're sitting here, I'm watching the live updates of 40 times and vertical <laughs> times from uh, quarterbacks, wide receivers, and tight ends as, as they're happening live right now. It's good information. Like I said, for those that are the professional mock drafters, they're writing all these out like, "Ooh, that's that's not good. That's good. It's going to make them, you know, draft, you know, rise up a spot or two in the mock draft." Or, "Oh, this guy can go from a day three to a day two in terms of their their metrics and their measurements." How, how did you look in the field?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Is, my, is my me and Dan Campbell in agreement? I don't care what you did in underwear. What are you doing, pads?
0: Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Like I said, you know, as they say in basketball, you know, what can you do against bones instead of cones? You know, and I, I also think, too, some people seem to forget that, you know, there's things that are, that are structured. You know what I'm saying? Where the drills were in the game. It's just live. You got to play off of instinct. And it's a lot different that way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, we'll, yeah. like I said, we'll see. I'm trying to think also. Um, there was another thing that he had mentioned before. Um, Where was it at? There, there was some things talking about the it factor the, the you know teams are very big on intangibles you know when that person's got it that is that is totally true um the one thing i gotta ask you though and that is um when they do drafting what is your thoughts on do you ch- draft for need or the best players campbell said i wish it was that easy just to answer outright i would say we're not afraid to acquire talent even if we feel like we have a couple people already in that position there's such a thing as talent that's hard to pass up even though we may have a surplus of those players but we understand we have needs no different than anybody else does but i would say brad and myself we looking for guys who can upgrade us no matter what they are and if they can play we'll find a way to play them we'll put all of them out there some way form or fashion your thoughts
2: yeah, I would agree. Kind of my immediate emphasis is kind of go for need because you can always, like once you address the needs, then you can go for depth. But if you keep one for best player available and you still have those needs at the end of the draft, yes, you can, there are some players that have the ability to play multiple positions, but I always think it's always best to go need first mm-hmm. and then best available player afterwards. Cause once you address the needs, Then you're like, okay, here's where we're at. Here's our foundation. Let's see how we can strengthen it with players, particularly thinking, you know, in uh, day three, because first three rounds should be need That's just personal opinion. Mm -hmm. Even if you're a team that has surplus or you feel like you have surplus at a particular position and you're like, oh, this guy's great. We can't pass him up. If you have a glaring need, go get the need. Because it's a lot harder to find that need later in the round. And again, everyone brings up, well, you know, Tom Brady's six round draft pick. You can find people in the sixth round. He was, he wasn't a need. He was backup. I mean, Drew Bledsoe was there. Already, he was, yeah, already he was already established. There. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
0: and nobody knew that know, that Bl- or Brady would have that type of career. It was kind of like a throw-in pick. Let's see what the guy can do and, and whatever. I mean, like I said, he didn't even have any all the tangibles that they were looking for. They just was like, well, we'll waste a waste to pick on him.
2: Yeah, like you, like you never know what could happen with those late round picks. But if you're if you're in the fifth round, now this is a granted. Of course, if you don't have any picks in the first like three rounds, then obviously you have to draft for best. You have to draft for need whenever you pick. But,
0: Well, if you're in the top 15, you you got some needs. Like the Chicago Bears, they got some needs. They
2: have needs. Yeah, like top half of the draft, you have glaring needs. Even, and I want to say every non playoff team has a need, but I would say this year, the majority of them have needs. Some glaring, some maybe not as big as other teams, but it's still a need. Mm-hmm. like so you should address those needs with those first round picks and then second round if if you have and again if you're drafting in the top 10 you have multiple needs mm-hmm. so you're addressing those multiple needs whereas a team kind of is picking in the you know high teams low 20s yes they may have needs but then they have that flexibility of okay we have one or two needs but then now we're, like, best available player. Now we're looking for death. Now we're looking for gems, diamonds in the rough. And anything can happen from there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Whereas a team in the in the top ten each round is like, all right, we need these. And keep going that. So, like, I agree with Dan Campbell. Like, there are some players that it's hard to pass up. And we see this all the time. There are some great talents, There are great players. But no one needs them. And so they drop. Yeah, I'll always go for needs first.
0: Okay, all right. So you ready for your top six? Let's go.
2: Ready for a top six, and mm-hmm. now normally, and that's, that's kind of why I wanted to wait to reveal this at the, and not uh, spoil it at the end of the last segment. Normally, I do this for those of you that are new to the program, kind of draft order, not thinking about trade. Mm-hmm. But this year in particular, I can't, I can't do that because all signs point that there's going to be a trade at the top, and so. For the first time ever, I'm operating with one particular – like, this has a trade.
1: hmm okay. Granted,
2: between now and the draft, I don't know if it's going to be with this particular team. I don't know what the, the picks are going to end up being uh, with my mock draft. We'll see. Uh, it will be revealed later kind of where I think the picks are going to end up. Mm-hmm. But for me, the number one overall pick is going to be Bryce Young because I still think he's the best player in this draft. Okay. And he's going to h Town, Houston Texans.
0: So the Bears are going to trade, which Houston's what, the number two pick? Yes. So why would the Bears trade down one pick? Because
2: in my, in my mock draft, the Bears get the number two pick, the number 12 pick, the fourth-round pick of this year, and then the first-round pick of the Houston Texans and the Cleveland Browns next year.
0: Mm, so so the, for so trading
2: ba- down... You get four
0: first-rounders and a third-rounder. So you're getting – so let's go over this again. The Bears trade down by one spot. The Texans, mm-hmm. the Texans uh, get Jalen – What Caleb Williams. Draft him. And then the Bears get 2023 first-round number 12. Yeah, this year, 2-12. 2-12 first-rounders. Mm-hmm.
2: Third-round pick.
0: Third-round pick. This
2: year, Boston. Mm-hmm. And then Houston's first round pick next year, and from the the pick that Browns. Cleveland. Oh, and so then Cle- the Cleveland gave them for Deshaun Watson.
0: So they get Houston's first round pick from next year plus the pick that Cleveland gave them. Yes. Okay. Okay. Nice. That 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 and sounds that, about right. Okay. They're getting two first. They're really they moved down to number two. You get the number twelve picks. You get two first rounders and a third rounder this year, and then a first two first rounders next year. Yeah. Okay. Keep going.
2: And so, and and that's one of the trades. That's like because if you're if you're the Bears, you're getting at minimum three first rounders. Right. Like that's bottom line. That's where we're starting. Okay. And the only two teams I can see that are doing that are the bear the Bears and the Colts. Okay. All right. And. And I don't, I don't know if um, – because the Texans have those two first-rounders next year, I think that's going to give them over the hump over the Colts because the Colts, they would have to kind of give um, later year first-round picks. And I don't, I don't know if the Bears want to do that. I think they're in a mentality of if they can get two this year, two next year, and keep their, you know, keep their own for next year, they're making some moves. So, yeah, Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama, going to Houston Texans.
0: Okay. So do the Bears stay at number two?
2: I have the Bears staying at number two. I Part of me was like, do they trade up or do they trade down again? Just because if the Cardinals are at three and the Colts are at four, if the Colts really want C.J. Stroud, do they trade down? I, I just couldn't figure out what that draft would be. Like where that draft capital would be exchanged. So for now, and this could be, you know, bargaining changes. Uh, the Bears are number two, and they take Will Anderson, the edge rusher from Alabama. They take who? Will Anderson. What was and, and I thought, what I, position? I was thinking between Will or edge Rusher, <laughs> defensive line, <laughs> defensive end. <laughs>
0: All right, all right, all right,
2: I I was thinking, because I was thinking, I was thinking yeah, between him sense. and Jalen Carter.
0: Right, well, yeah, Jalen Carter just got in trouble, so.
2: Yeah, yeah, so I don't know if they want kind of that issue, and then mm-hmm. kind of. Wait a minute, wait a minute, a so why would they, isn't Jalen
0: Carter a tight end? No, defensive lineman. That's what I thought, Jalen So, <laughs> I can see this happening because the Bears do like to get defense, but the, 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 but some people would say, okay, you, you, there's a lot of holes for the Bears. But the, the, the thing is, so you're going to try to tell me that the Bears are going to keep their quarterback?
2: I I think and kind of share the, post, the uh, social media posts in the comments from CJ. I think they're going to really listen to CJ Stroud. I think when CJ Stroud said, "I don't want to come in. This is uh, this is my brother's team. This is." Justin Fields team. I don't want to create controversy. I think that may that may hold a lot of weight. I don't know if CJ is going to Chicago, but like, who's I, to I say
0: don't. that Justin Fields stays in Chicago? I mean, because it could easily not be Justin Fields team. Atlanta had what, what pick is Atlanta?
2: Atlanta is eight, if I believe eight or
0: nine. Would you? So would, so the round. Let's say the Bears trade down the number two. Okay. They get Houston's number twelve pick. Okay. Let's say they trade Justin Fields for Atlanta's number eight pick. You see that happening?
2: Um maybe. Maybe not at eight, but I could see Justin Fields going to Vegas at seven. Before I could see him, because there are a lot of mock drafts that are like, Seattle needs a quarterback possibly,
0: or Carolina. But he's from Atlanta. Remember what I said earlier, hit the pan while it's hot. A lot of people love Justin Fields. He's a popular guy down there. You trade him, it helps the PR for Atlanta. They get the quarterback because they, they got Cameron Ritter, but they need a quarterback. Now you get the eighth pick. So now you got the two, the eighth, the 12th, and Unless like you mentioned before, the two first rounders next year. You move down. Now, okay, I would probably go with CJ Stroud at number two, and number eight you could probably get your ed- edge rusher, and then at the number twelve pick, if you if you've been trading down, you get an offensive lineman. Wouldn't that make more sense?
2: Um, possibly. There, there are a couple edge rushers after Will Anderson that a lot of people like. Um, edge rusher from Texas A&M, whose name escaping me and it's killing me right now. Um, he's projected possibly he could go even to Seattle at five Is that early, or he could be in that seven, eight range. So there is a potential for another edge rusher. I think it goes back to that. Do you need, and I, I know you're going to say yes, uh, do you need a quarterback more than you need the defense of health? Knowing that if you trade down, you have another first-round pick, so you have two to work with. And then because there's still a lot of teams in the top ten need quarterbacks, that potential two draft, I think they'll probably trade back even from two mm-hmm. between, between uh, Indianapolis and Carolina and even Vegas. So there's still a position for them to draft from two if someone really wants to go after C.J. Stroud. Okay. So that's kind of that million-dollar: do you, do you try to get more capital, knowing that you have all these holes, and you can get address, address needs with top-tier talent, or do you try to, you know, do you get depth? That's something that's happening in the Bears' war room, and you know, amongst conversations even now
0: mm mm-hmm. yeah, i totally get that um keep going we only got, we got to, you know at the top of the hour we got rocket women's basketball so we got to keep going so the bears get a a, a defensive lineman who's at number three
2: at number three the arizona cardinals mm-hmm. they stick to the defensive line as well mm-hmm. and they pick up jalen carter from georgia okay they, they need help okay and i get that mm-hmm. uh the Colts at number four, If again, this is if they stay here, there's only that one trade at the top. Mm-hmm. I have the Colts getting C.J. Stroud. I, okay. I think all Makes there's sense. a lot of things pointing indicating they're going to get quarterback. Mm-hmm. Will they is it even going one? to help them? Probably not. Oh, but, really? But the, it's I a quarterback mean, league. It is, but, it's, yeah, there, there's still a lot of other needs, and I think... I think they need skill players before they need the quarterback, and I think because there's a lot of depth, mm-hmm. you can get you can find, to find the quarterback that they need mm-hmm. deep in this draft, but address some other needs first. Okay. Um, remember, of got out the top five: uh, the Seattle Seahawks are mm-hmm. getting seven. Witherspoon, the quarterback from Illinois,
1: mm-hmm.
2: he got injured, so he really wasn't able to run at the combine. So everyone's saying. Oh, his measurements are going to make him drop out of the top 10. If you watched him play, he's, he's worth top 10 talent. Um, for me, he was kind of 1-1A as the best cornerback in this draft. Right. Um, and the 1A guy, number six, for the Detroit Lions, Frank's Detroit Lions, I haven't taken that 1A guy, Christian Gonzalez, who is having a monster kind of stuff. The stock is rising at the combine. Wouldn't be surprised if Gonzalez went over Witherspoon, but those both of those teams need corners. Mm-hmm. Detroit definitely. That's that's a need for them. Right. Yeah. I right, keep
0: going.
2: Number seven, the oh. Las Vegas Raiders. How do you get the number seven? Teams. I thought you had six. Oh, oh, you oh, just said keep going. So I was like, I have, oh. like, I have seven.
0: Okay, with seven.
2: I've figured out the A T F because I don't know what. So, yeah, the Southern Raiders, I think that they go with Anthony Richardson. They need a young quarterback who can kind of be that quarterback of the future. I don't mm, care what anyone thinks. Okay. Yeah. It's like a lot of people are saying, oh, he has all these, he's going to be Camp Newton, kind of 2.0. He's not. He's Anthony Richardson. Everyone's saying, basically, they're basically making, you know, athletic black eye. Let's all lump <laughs> them together and, you know. He's got a lot of tools. He's got a lot of work to do. They they're say, they're not saying that same thing about Will Levis, who I don't even think is a top ten quarterback. But everyone's like, oh, Will Levis had a superior tape from when he was healthy and then injury riddled. And but Anthony Richardson, enigma, highest ceiling. You know, like Anthony Richardson is a better quarterback for me than Will Levis. We saw it on the field. He's gifted. He has a high list and he can go and not have to play right away in Vegas as they rebuild after the Derek Carr era. Bring in a veteran, let him work, let him learn, let him grow. Um, yeah, I think um, he's going he's gonna to be a good fit. And Josh McDaniel, who I still know how he has a job, is in there and he's a quarterback friendly coach. So.
0: Yeah, that that is that that uh, that is true. Now, when you when you compare him to Cam Newton, you want to compare him probably through seasons two through eight. You don't want to be comparing him to Cam Newton in the last few seasons that he played when he, you know his last stint in Carolina and his stint in, in New England. You don't want to compare him to that Cam Newton. You want a Super Bowl Cam Newton is what they're trying to compare him to.
2: Yeah, you know, league MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to NFL.com, whose game was defined by size and dynamism, right. kind of athleticism. Like, that's that's who Anthony Richardson can be, and, you know, you being a Florida fan, you've seen his highs and lows.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Yes. So, yeah, that, that's what it is. It'll be interesting. And like I said, those, those trade options look pretty tempting. As I said before, I, I really think – I see where you're going with it. I think you're going, probably going to be right. They're going to go because – The McCat, Virginia's there. They're going to go defense. I I really think they need to pull the trigger and, and use that first pick. They've got assets. That first pick and Justin Fields need to be used as trade bait. And, I, and, I, and it, you know, I to me personally, I just think that if you can get C.J. Stroud, you get C.J. Stroud, I understand he said that's his brother's team, but in the NFL this is a business and we can easily trade your brother to Atlanta and that'd be a better fit and get something going on here. Not to mention you can stockpile picks and start really building the team. I mean, this is, this is going to be, for Ryan Poles, um, this is going to be a draft that's going to define him as a GM. Now, it's a lot of pressure for him, but this is also a draft where you could probably build – A dynasty for the Bears. That's all I'm saying.
2: Yeah. If if he gets this right, the Bears could be a perennial playoff team by the end of the decade. Uh, If he gets this wrong, back in the hamster wheel,
0: as always. Well, David, thanks so much. What you got planned for the weekend, man?
2: Sorry, enjoying you know a little bit of basketball, conference tournament time, and Mm -hmm. yeah, it's draft, mock draft, community,
0: left, right, and center. Right. Well, man, have a good weekend, man. Once again, another great show, great segments, and uh, guess what? In about 20 minutes, all of our segments will be up on 88.3 TV's after further review, SoundCloud or iTunes page. You have been listening to them?
2: Yep. Going to get the listings. Hate the sound of my own voice, but get those ratings up. Get That's those right. numbers
0: up. That's right, man. Have a good weekend, man. All right. See you next week. Yep. That was David the Man of God Harris here on 88.3 WGT's after further review. Coming up next... If you listen to us on the live radio, you got Rocket Women's Basketball as they're playing that team from down south to decide the number one seed. But we're going to get on out of here. Thanks to David calling in. Frank couldn't make it today because his voice was out. I'm Derek Lawson. There's been a presentation of 88.3 WSGTs. After further review, like I said, check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes. If you missed the segments, we'll see you when you see a Rocket Women's Basketball coming up next. Peace. We're out.